Hello everyone! Hello! I'm Tony. And I'm Tally. And we are the, the Lazy, Lazy Book, Book Lovers. This is a podcast for book lovers who procrastinate about reading and have never-ending TV read piles. Uh, today's episode is all about uh, one bed trope, Rex. Which I'm really struggling <laughs> to say. I keep that is wanna, a bit of a mouthful. I keep wanting to say one bread trope. One bread. One bread trope. <laughs> one bread trope. That's a different trope. <laughs> That's a kink. I'm wondering if. No, don't worry. <laughs> no. No, we're not going into that. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, Tony has a uh, blog post with 30 recommendations, mm-hmm. but we're gonna. She's gonna pick some out that down and stay. Um. Yeah, and these are sourced from a few different websites and from TikTok, and I just kind of have a mooch about and make a list. Um, Put one bread in. <laughs> Put one bread. <laughs> uh, my re- my recommendation lists never have all the waffle the other ones do. It's literally just a list, which I feel like yeah. is going in my favour. Okay, so I've got a little spinny wheel of loading, but I'm not sure what it's loading. If you visit our um, bookshop.org shopfront, we will have these books listed there as well if you want to buy a book and we'll get a very small percentage of commission. Please. (laughs) Please, I'm begging you. Okay, so our first one, which was on a bunch of lists that like literally every list I looked at had this one on it. Boyfriend Material, London Calling, book one by Alexis Hall. It's 425 pages. I've heard a lot of good things about this book. Mm. I was the kind next of... one's called the Husband Material, I think. I was kind of put off by the cover, because it's very, like... It's the American... Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, written yeah. by an American. I always I always get mixed up with that red, white, and royal blue. Like, mm. the covers, to me, are the same, even though they're not, but they are. <laughs> okay, let me read you the description. Wanted. One, brackets, fake boyfriend, practically perfect in every way. Luke O'Donnell is tangentially and reluctantly famous. His rock star parents split when he was young and the father he never met spent the next 20 years cruising in and out of rehab. Now that his dad's making a comeback, Luke's back in the public eye and one compromising photo is enough to ruin everything. To clean up his image, Luke has to find a nice, normal relationship, dot, 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 and Oliver Backwood is a nice and normal as they come. He's a barista, an ethical vegetarian, and he's never inspired a moment of scandal in his life. In other words, perfect boyfriend material. Unfortunately, apart from being gay, single, and really, really in need of a date for a big event, Luke and Oliver Oliver have nothing in common, so they strike a deal to be publicly friendly, fake boyfriends, until the dust has settled. Then they can go their separate ways and pretend it never happened. But the thing about fake dating is that it can feel a lot like real dating, and that's when you get used to someone, start falling for them, don't ever want to let them go. Wait, so the author is American and it's based in London? Uh, I feel like I've made that up. Let's see, uh, My like, thing doesn't like the internet today. Yeah. But it, is it based in London? Yes. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so it's the London Calling series. Ah, yeah, and if yeah. you look at all of them, they are very London-y ah, colours. Yeah. Oh, yeah, husband material. Yeah, I did mm-hmm. think it was called that. Okay. Um, Interesting. First one I have heard good things about it. Mm. Alright. So a lot of these were on like loads of lists. So we've got Never Been Kissed, Boy Meets Boy, book one. Um, Timothy Janowski. I don't think I've heard of this. Let me show you the I, I was like, Never Been Kissed, I'm thinking of the film. No, I've mm. not even seen that. I don't feel like we move in these spheres much, you and me. That is true. Like it's a lot just of ro- romanticity that mm. I see. Mm. I saw a TikTok. Sorry, I'm just going to quickly tangent. Yeah, go for it. I saw a TikTok of someone explaining the difference between fancy romance and romance fancy, and I was like, "That's correct," but there is a difference. Okay, what's the difference? Can you summarize? Um, she had a very good TikTok. Uh, so it was there are two different genres because she said fantasy romance are romance books with fantasy elements mm. and she put things like Akatar and stuff under that. Yeah, yeah. And then there's romance fantasy. Wait, which way round do I do it for? Fantasy, fantasy romance. romance. Yeah. It's romance books with fantasy elements. There's fantasy romance with no, yeah. Which <laughs> are wait, which way did I do it? 
<laughs> you said romance, fantasy romance fantasy. was act out before. Yeah. <laughs> so then there's romantic fantasy, yeah. which are fantasy books with a, a side plot of a romance. Okay. So, for instance, Cruel Prince. Yeah. So they shouldn't be lumped together because they're different genres. Yeah. They usually interact different people mm. and i was like that's actually so good like i've not been able to vocalize that but that is that is it that's mm. perfect what do you think like high mountain court and all that because they all are very focused on the romantic relationship at the core of it but it, that's all part of like their arc as well and their journey i would say that they are fantasy romance mm. because they are a romance story in a fantasy world yeah in okay. my opinion okay yeah Never so, been kissed. Sorry, just, uh, just a bit of a <laughs> side note there. Okay. Oh, these all got really long descriptions. Okay. Dear, never been quite over you crush. It's been a few years since we were together, but I can't stop thinking about it. At the time we almost... Dot, dot, dot. Ren Roland has never been kissed, but he wants that movie-perfect ending more than anything. Feeling nostalgic on the eve of his birthday, he sends emails to all the boys he ahem, loved before he came out. Morning brings the inevitable, oh god, what did I do? But he brushes the panic aside. Why stress about it? None of these could have beens are actually going to read the emails, much less respond, right? What is this? Uh, to all the boys? I know, I was just thinking that. It's just Gail. <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining. No. <laughs> um, enter Derek Haverford, Ren's number one pre-coming out crush and his drive-in theatre's new social media intern. Wow. Everyone claims he's coasting on cinematic good looks and his father's connections, but Ren has always known there's much more to Derek than meets the eye. Too bad he doesn't feel the same way about the infamous almost kiss that once rocked Ren's world. Whatever, Ren no longer a closeted teenager, he can survive this. But as their hazy summer consumed with a special project that may just save the struggling drive-in for good, Ren and Derek are drawn even ever closer. And maybe, finally, Ren's dream of a perfect kiss before the credits is within reach. A feel-good summer LGBTQIA plus new adult rom-com, perfect for fans of Red Right and Royal Blue, boyfriend material, and what if it's us? That actually sounds quite cute. I would probably check that out. And side note, Alexis Hall uh, does live in England. He okay. lives in the South East England. So I just conjured that fact out of my asshole. Apparently, I enjoyed your fact. I wish it was true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that I would actually I think I would read that that sounds like, no yeah. I'll tell you what I probably wouldn't I would probably pick it up as an audiobook for something from yeah, Washington Housework or something like a beach read yeah yeah except I don't go on holiday so as I'm doing housework <laughs> we've got vague plans for next year yeah yeah that's true <laughs> Yeah, so you know my little thing of where I take myself on holidays? Oh, yeah, yeah. A couple of people have coined that doing a Tony. So they've been like, oh, I feel like I'm going to do a Tony and just go on holiday by myself. And I'm like, yes, you should all do this. But I bet no one will. No one has thus far. Because I think, like, it's an extra level of um, self-confidence to be able to do that. I mean... Start with like going out for a meal by yourself, or going to yeah. the pub by yourself, or going to the cinema by. Like I like to go to the cinema mm. by myself mainly because I want to watch horror films. I mean, my partner will go, but he doesn't enjoy it, yeah. so I'm like, I'm not going to force you. And I want to see the films in the cinema, so I'm not going to miss out. So I started going to the cinema by myself before yeah. lockdown. And everyone was like, that's so weird. And I was like, why is it weird? I love it. And loads of people can't even like just do a day trip on their own. Yeah. I was like, take yourself to town. Have a little mooch about. And they're like, that's boring. And I'm like, really? Are you not endlessly entertained by the inside (laughs) chorus? And like, when when I had work trips and my colleagues would be like, are you not, like, are you not embarrassed to sit by yourself in like the hotel bar? And I was like, no. <laughs> when people like, because I go, they're like, oh, what do you do for dinner on holiday? And I'm like, I go out to dinner. Go and eat. They're like, you yeah. go out and sit at restaurants alone. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, where is it? Is it in Japan where sometimes <laughs> they have that big teddy day put with you if you're by yourself? To be fair, sometimes, sometimes the waiters get so concerned that I'm a girl eating alone and I get, I get free stuff sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like when I went to Dublin on a work trip and mm. I just went into a pub to have a Guinness because that's what I wanted yeah. to do by myself and my mum was like, oh, you could have got kidnapped. And I was like, I mean, 
Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Why did anyone kidnap me? I was just Dublin known for its kidnapping. I was in the pub near the zoo because I went to the zoo and she's yeah. like, who did you go to the zoo? And I was like, by myself. Yeah. I booked a ticket before I even got to Dublin yeah. and I went to the zoo and it was fun and I loved every minute of it. And then I just said, there's loads of people who can't do those things, even that alone. And then they're like, they say, so going on a plane and going on a holiday is a big step. And then, what, six, seven days in your own company? And I'm like, I get worried that after six days, I don't miss anybody. I would be like, oh my God, the books I would read. That's what I mean. I just, I'm just like, it's not, it's not hard. Like, what I do is someone else feeds me, right? It's and then I nice. lie in the sun like a crispy potato. And then someone else feeds me again. I just have to get up and go to the food which sometimes is very hard. <laughs> and then I go back to being a crispy potato, sometimes in a different location, sometimes by a beach, but still, very still with a book. And then I go shower, have a nap from my exhausting day of being a crispy potato. <laughs> and then I go out for dinner. Yeah, that's like, it's just great. It's I great. Just, yeah. Yeah. Especially as my hotel this time had a bath. I think I would. And I was um, like, yeah, having a look great time. I think I'd appreciate it even more now, mm. now that I'm a mum. It'd be amazing. I'd be able to go to the toilet by myself. <laughs> oh, your dreams are so small. <laughs> I could have a shower by myself. <laughs> I was having like two hour bars, not my hot water rerun the hot. <laughs> my son suddenly really likes to smack my bum like it's a drum. Oh, that's nice. No matter where I am or what I'm doing, including in the shower. <laughs> uh, so did you see that TikTok of some guy was like, talking to all these friends that are parents and like what's your ideal day and they're like oh I'd sleep in and then I'd go to the cafe and I'd read a book blah, blah, blah. and he was like your perfect day is my every day yeah you do know that <laughs> yeah our parents know that <laughs> we know that <laughs> anywho <laughs> anywho on that delightful exciting note <laughs> um, this tangent is related to what I was looking at on my screen just you guys can't see that Next book is You and Me on Vacation. Ah, yeah, yeah. See, see, it came back it, around. Yeah, it was related. Around. It wasn't just nonsense. <laughs> I have this on my shelf. I've not read it yet. I really enjoy Emily Henry, so I'm yeah. sure I'll enjoy it. The author is Emily Henry. Yeah. This is 364 pages. I like that they're all short. They're like just enough. Just a, yeah, just a tease. I'm really enjoying you reading all these books because it's usually me yeah. and it's quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, we I usually... like that you're doing the pages for them all as well. That's cool. <laughs> um, well, usually we do this the other way around because um, I love you. You like you... to bully me. <laughs> no, but you also tend to tune out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. If I'm the reader. <laughs> but maybe now I'm not pregnant, it might not be so much. Yeah, to be but fair. But I do tend to get distracted by things in your room, don't I, when yeah. you're reading. Well, there's just a lot to look at in my room, to be fair. Yeah, so I, I, I understand this keeps me focused if I know I'm reading it. <laughs> I'll get it. <laughs> okay, so description. Two friends, ten summer trips, their last... Should be commas here, there are no commas. Emily Henry. Two friends, ten summer trips, their last chance to fall in love. Twelve summers ago, Poppy and Alex meet. They hate each other and are pretty confident they'll never speak again. Eleven summers ago, they're forced to share a ride home from college and by the end of it, a fresh friendship is formed and a pact. Every year, one vacation together. Ten summers ago, Alex discovers his fear of flying on the way to Vancouver. Poppy holds his hand the whole way. Seven summers ago, they get far too drunk and narrowly avoid getting matching tattoos in New Orleans. Two summers ago, it all goes wrong. This summer, Poppy asks Alex to join her on one last trip and and a trip that will determine the rest of their lives. You and Me on Vacation is a love story for fans of When Harry Met Sally and One Day. Get ready to travel the world, snort with laughter, and most of all, lose your heart to Poppy and Alex. I love Emily Henry's writing. Are they just cute? Good. Yeah. Sometimes just need a bit of wholesome cuteness. But they also have, um, like, something to them. They're not mm. one-dimensional. Okay. So, like, a little bit of depth. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like that. They are, I mean, she literally has a book called Beetroot, and they are beetroots. Mm. Like, they're brilliant, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I've been trying to give the whole dark romance thing a go. Yeah. Concluded, maybe it's just not for me. I think I need cute. Oh, my God. Speaking of which, I got picked to be uh, 
tandem collective romance ambassador so i get a romance book every month that i read with them oh, i'm so excited because i was I'm like i'm ready that. i'm ready for my romance era yeah so i will pass on definitely cheap books to you <laughs> i need some i think i think i just need cute and wholesome yeah. You know, I just like also the mundane. Like, That's what I like. I just, I think these dark romances, they try to give depth to the reason of the darkness, and it often feels like someone who cannot relate, who's not dark, who has not had a dark past, trying to write about things that they don't know in a very short space of time, trying to give a character depth. And I don't like the, the attempts to justify the like darkness maybe of the males. they can just be what they are and you don't need the yeah, like, faux backstory or You know, they're like trying to justify the dark behaviour of the men and also justify, like... I'm just thinking of Zodiac Academy when you found out about the girls. <laughs> Is it Dory's hair? Why is blue and i was like oh no yeah <laughs> you've and been leading up to this and i was like oh <laughs> and like yeah the backstories of the women to justify why they were put up with men like that and i don't like it and yeah. they're always like virginal innocent girls uh, and yeah 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 the only one that i have enjoyed is scarred mm-hmm. and she wasn't virginal and innocent and like they were basically shoot they didn't try to justify either of them she was there to be bad he was there to be bad and they were like sick let's be bad together and then she's I'm like apologetic but... yeah and then she's like i'm not i'm not don't love that he's murdering people but i did need that man to be murdered so <laughs> <laughs> and so oh, i don't know i don't like i don't like when they give yeah the fake backstories and they were all mafia for some reason which i've just yeah so I've, i think i'm giving a give up i don't like mafia ones i don't yeah, this is because I'm reading Den of Vipers, basically. And it's not gripping me. So. <laughs> so you need you and me on I think vacation. I just, I just think I need cute. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. like the Love Hypothesis. All of the other mm. um, Ali Hazelwood you bought. Yeah, I bought a whole pile of Ali Hazelwood. Yeah. The thing, this is, I think that's me leading to this conclusion that I've been walking along. Yeah. Because I'm going to keep being like, oh, no, no books have gripped me for a while. I'm like, I think I'm just reading the wrong things. Yeah. I think I'm trying to make myself someone I'm not. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm not gritty. Maybe I'm just twee. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> All right. So our next one is Conventionally Yours, True Colours, book one, Annabeth Albert, which is 389 pages. I just looked at the mic really dramatically yeah, then. Like, dun, dun, dun. You guys can't see me. Um, but... Can I see the cover? I've not heard of it. They're all very similar covers. It's like that it's illustration style, now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't like the look of that cover. It looks a bit boring, if I'm honest. <laughs> well, I guess it's conventionally yours. Maybe this is about being conventional. By queuing. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's read it. That's nothing against the cover designer, obviously. It's just not... No, we're British and the queues are a part of our culture. Yeah, it's just not gripping me. <laughs> I'm ungrippid. <laughs> Okay. A True Colours LGBT romance for fans of red, white, and royal blue and geek gorilla set in the world of gaming conventions and fandom. So that's why they're really cute. See? It would have a purpose. You need to have some patience. We got it. I still wouldn't pick it up off the shelf. When two big-name fans go head-to-head at a convention, love isn't the only thing at stake. Charming, charismatic, and effortlessly popular, Conrad Stewart seems to have it all, but in reality, he's scrambling to keep his life from tumbling out of control. True that. Brilliant, guarded, and endlessly driven, Alden Roth may as well be the poster boy for perfection, but even he can't help but feel a little broken inside. When these mortal enemies are stuck together on a cross-country road trip. I mean, is it that deep? Yeah, I, like so many enemies to lovers. I'm like, they're not enemies. It's not that deep, though, is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Who's got the energy to hate someone? Like, I know, that's you've what... got housework to do. What are you doing about? When people are like, do you not hold grudges? And I'm like, I just can't be bothered. Do you know how much energy that will... Yeah. Like, for every time for me to see you, to be mad. No, I can't be bothered. No. 
Like, you have no space in my head, whatever. Yeah. I think that's, that's the worst thing you can do to someone who's trying to be mean You're to just you. just not It's just anything. like, you just take up no mental space. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, I didn't even realise you were here. That's how this work out. My bad. <laughs> um, cross-country road trip to the biggest fan convention of their lives. Their infamous rivalry takes a backseat as an unexpected connection is forged, yet each has a reason why they have to win the upcoming Odyssey gaming tournament, and neither is willing to let the emotion get in the way even if it means giving up their chance where one chance at something truly magical but they're not mortal enemies though (laughs) (laughs) seems sus (laughs) alright so this is another one that was on a bunch of lists and the cover is really would look at the cover and and do you understand why that would make me buy it I want to read this because I always look at it and I'm like so Christina what's she called Christina Lauren she's always put alongside Emily Henry as like they're quite similar so I do need to try her out I would have bought the cover just because it's got a toucan and tropical plants on it and I'm that basic (laughs) (laughs) The Honeymooners by Christina Lauren 400 pages for two sworn enemies anything can happen during the Hawaiian enemies they're not enemies. <laughs> why, why are you lying? They're just like wedding guests that don't like each other. <laughs> Anything can happen during a, the Hawaiian trip of a lifetime. Maybe even love. And it's a romantic comedy from the New York Times best-selling author of Roomies. Olive Torres is used to being the unlucky twin. From in- Why are they always twins also? From Innisfil... I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like <laughs> to more often Tony why do I never get to react yeah <laughs> back to normal next week don't worry <laughs> just switching shell yeah. halfway through this episode right I've completely lost where I was alright the Hawaii trip the unlucky twin yeah that's it yeah 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 <laughs> From inexplicable mishaps to a recent layoff, her life seems to be almost comically jinxed. By contrast, her sister Amy is an eternal champion. Amy? Amy. Unless I've read that drastically wrong. AMI. She even managed to finance her entire wedding by winning a slew of contests. Unfortunately for Olive, the only thing worse than constant bad luck is having to spend the wedding day with the best man, brackets, and her nemesis, Ethan Thomas. Olive braces herself for the wedding for wedding hell, determined to put on a brave face, but when the entire wedding party gets food poisoning, the only people who aren't affected are Olive and Ethan. Suddenly there's a free honeymoon up for grabs, and Olive would be damned if Ethan gets to enjoy paradise solo. Agreeing to a temporary truce? I mean, you are always going to fuck. What the hell? I'm sorry. Like, you You're going to go on a honeymoon on together? <laughs> on the plane, this should have just got it out. Banged it out. Yeah. Literally. Like, are you going on that trip being like, I'm going to hate you the whole trip? Nemesis. Liar. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to go on a honeymoon with my nemesis. And, like, have couples massages. And so, like, you're definitely going to fuck. I'm sorry. Yeah. Who are Stop you lying to? Time. <laughs> um, seductively eating a watermelon. <laughs> Can you seductively eat a watermelon? Oh, in that Harry Styles music video I did, right? I don't know, I haven't watched that. I've seen clips of it on TikTok. I'm done with the clip. She says, listen to the same emo tracks from 20 years ago. Yeah, my son knows the lyrics to System of a Down. Do you feel like you succeeded? As a parent. And I have succeeded. Okay. He keeps singing, why do we always send the poor? And I'm like, yeah! <laughs> Rock out! <laughs> oh, your That's little right. conservative village teachers are just so fucked, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> okay. Agreeing to a temporary truce, quote marks. Oh, we're we still doing this bit? Yeah. <laughs> These descriptions are long as fuck. And I keep interrupting. <laughs> The pair head for Maui. After all, ten days of bliss is worth having to assume the role of loving newlyweds, right? Of course you're going to find. But the weird thing is, dot, 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 Olive doesn't mind playing pretend. What a shock, Olive! I'm shook it. In fact, the more she pretends to be the luckiest woman alive, the more it feels like she might be. Well, I mean, that seems like it would be 
cute. I bet Ethan just dislikes her because he wants to bone her. True facts. Someone was burning toast in your face. Yeah, I did think I was having a stroke, so I'm glad that you can smell it. <laughs> I was concerned. <laughs> can, you, can you smell can toast? You smell it? <laughs> Who is burning toast? All right, moving on. The flat share. One. Beth O'Leary. 394 pages. And look, it's a bed. Yeah. The cover is a bed. The new one has the TV tie-in cover. Oh. I didn't know there was a TV tie-in. There's a TV show. Mm -hmm. Is that a Netflix thing or somewhere else? I think it's like BBC or something. Oh, okay. That is. Shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> this is just the the episode where we get in trouble when we sing it as copyright songs. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I think does it technically count as a cover if you're singing it? Yeah, it's fine yeah. if I'm singing it. If we it, played it, you can't we'd get tell in trouble. What it is yeah. I'm singing it. <laughs> I think if we played it, no, then we'd get no in trouble. No, I'm thinking on Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was transported. <laughs> you're like it's Langerman at concert. <laughs> All right. Tiffy, Tiffy, <laughs> Tiffy and Leon share a flat. Tiffy and Leon share a bed. Tiffy and Leon have never met. Dot dot dot. Tiffy Moore needs a cheap flat and fast. Leon Toymy works nights and needs cash. Their friends think they're crazy, but it's the perfect solution. Liam occupies the one bed flat while Tiffy's at work in the day, and she is the run of the place the rest of the time. But with obsessive ex-boyfriends demanding clients at work. Wrongly imprisoned brothers, and of course, the fact they still haven't met yet, they're about to discover that if you want the perfect home, you need to throw the rule book out the window. Okay, so. Alright. Right, here we go. With this book, I found out about it when it first came out, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, unbelievable. No one would do it. Now, I'm like, savvy. Smart. Saving money, I get it. But, this has been my question with it. I should probably just read the book or watch the show. Okay. They don't work seven days a week. Yeah, what happens at weekends? I don't know, it is America. No, it's based in England, isn't it? Why do I always think these are American? Flatshare, oh yeah, why would it say Flatshare yeah. if it was American? I think it's based It's based in London. Oh, okay, so, so yeah, they would get days off. I think his, he's meant to be like a doctor or a paramedic or something, which is why he works mm. evenings. So yeah, okay, he probably does work a lot of hours. But if she's like regular, schmegular office work, she's like weekends off. Yeah. There's got to be overlap. And also, <laughs> I'm thinking too much into it. And also, I would be petrified that he's got a camera in the house. <laughs> you're moving in with a man you've never met and you're not worried he's got a camera set up. I mean, like, why would you just never meet? When you just, like, meet when you moved in and just be like, hey, I'm going to be sleeping in your bed. Yeah, when do they, who does the, who strips the bed in? Who's do, they, do they swap the bed in when they get in? Are they sharing the bed in? Yeah. Important question. Someone said, you know, because I do the cat sitting. Yeah. Someone was like, how do you know they don't put cameras up? And I was like, thank you for validating one of my deepest fears. Uh, I used to think that when I was babysitter, mm. I was like, where's the camera? Find the cameras. Yeah. But I behave so. No, but I behave so peculiarly oh, when I have a space to myself. You for a camera. <laughs> See, sometimes it's like, oh, her ADHD isn't that bad. And then. <laughs> I don't even think I've got ADHD. <laughs> It's just nice not being charged for once, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. It's just my chaos comes out. Yeah, I'm sure that someone would have looked at you weird by now if they were watching. Because I act so weird because I I, it's the only time I'm alone, so I get to get all my weird out. Like chaos queen. Yeah, I get to be full chaos. And they wouldn't And I feel like someone would have mentioned it by now. Or since they all know my mother, they might have been like, Is Tony okay? (laughs) Um when you cat sit my cats, mm. I will not have a camera set up. I will have my book watching you. Oh, the creepy one. The skeleton man. <laughs> and um, every all the lights are controlled by the Google, so if you're scared by that, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> In your robot house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I want to talk to you about this now because I remembered. Obviously, now I'm driving. Yeah, how exciting. Uh, we don't have to worry about me not being able to commute yeah, while I'm staying just... at yours. Because I can just drive to work because it's just like a few junctions down. And then you can have breakdowns because there's no stairs in the house. It's not a real house. (laughs) Refer back to last week's episode. 
Oh, but that was last week, wasn't it? Oh. Okay, All the Feels by Olivia Dade. Spoiler alert, book two. This is another one about, like, um, like that conventionally one is about people in the media realm, right? I think so. Um, it's a plus size lady on yeah, the cover. I've read one of her books. She only writes about plus size Ooh. women. I read the one... The one with the teacher. Oh, yes. I remember this one. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, the teacher. Following spoiler alert, Olivia Dade returns with another utterly charming romantic comedy about a devil-may-care actor who actually cares more than anyone knows and a no-nonsense woman hired to keep him in line. Alexander Woodrow has it all. Charm, sex, full wealth, fame. A starring role as Cupid on TV's biggest show, Gods of the Gates. But the showrunners have wrecked his character. He's dogged by old demons and his post-show future remains uncertain when all that reckless emotion explodes into a bar fight the tabloids and the public agree his star is failing falling failing falling enter lauren clegg all right clegg uh the former er therapist hired to keep him in line i don't need to make some dem politics joke but it won't work for anyone that's not british yeah most of our listeners are american so or brazilian Hi. Okay. Compared to her previous work, watching over a handsome but impulsive Alex shouldn't be especially difficult. The more time they spend together, the harder it gets to keep her professional remove and her heart intact. That was a weird phrasing. Especially when she discovers the reason behind his recklessness, not to mention his cupid fanfiction habit. With when another scandal lands Alex in a ma- in major hot water and costs Lauren her job, she'll have to choose between protecting him and offering him what he really wants, her. But he's determined to keep his improbably short, impossibly stubborn and extremely endearing minder in his life any way he can. And on a road trip up to the California coast together, he intends to show her exactly what a falling star will do to catch the woman he loves. Anything at all. I don't know why I struggled so much to read that. Shit. Sure. a lot of words. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I'm reading those indie ones. Refer back to last week's episode. <laughs> just go watch all our episodes, guys. Yeah, just For reference. <laughs> Just for for reference, okay? If you haven't listened to all of our episodes, please go to number one, listen to them all, and tell us when we started getting good. <laughs> uh, I feel like I know. <laughs> I feel like I know the exact point because all of those episodes do better. <laughs> like, there must have been a point where we became comfortable when it just got. If you look at our analytics, <laughs> people definitely approve of fifty and above more than they do the first fifty we did. <laughs> so it only took us a year. <laughs> Okay. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> something Fabulous by Alexis Hall. Mm, is that something we fabulous? We already did one. you. <laughs> Am I saying it wrong there? It's Guy. Alexis? Okay. I didn't know Can that was a. Um, find some other tropes. <laughs> Let's see. Valentine Layton, the Duke of Malvern, has twin problems. Literally, it's all these, his father's hope that Valentine would marry Miss Arabella Tarleton, but unfortunately, too many Noels at an impressionable age have caused her to grow up romantic. So romantic that a marriage of convenience will not do, and after Valentine's proposal, she flees into the night, determined to never set eyes on him again. Arabella's twin brother, Mr. Bonaventure, quotes Bonnie Tarleton, has grown up romantic. Oh, and fully expects Valentine to ride out after Arabella and prove to her that he's not the cold-hearted cad he seems to be. Despite copious misgivings, Valentine finds himself on a pell-mell chase to Dover with Bonnie by his side. Bonnie's unreasonable, overdramatic and annoying and beautiful. And being with him makes Valentine question everything he thought he knew and about himself, about love, even about which Tarleton he should be pursuing. Just to be clear... I'm fine with all the names. It just makes me laugh because I always get scared of doing the fantasy because they're the ones I always fall over all the names. Can you imagine if you had to read that? Yeah, I would have just failed and just given <laughs> up and moved on to the next book. All right, Bonnie, Bonnie Tarleton. Arabella Tarleton. So obviously this also, is your... Oh, I've seen that cover. Mm. Also, your plants loads of them did a little wiggle during that. It was like they were like... The sun's Ooh. out. Sums out, guns out. 
Six. Especially this one, this will start flipping all over. That one, the now. bottom leaf wiggled, and down there, that, mm. that one, yeah, that one. They all start popping up now. All did a little wiggle. This should start popping up a bit. I love it. Yeah, this is my uh, false clover. Oxalis something is the proper name. Uh, this is my second one I've bought, and I really hope this one doesn't die. I was checking out a clover in our yard because I want to uh, plant a clover lawn. Oh, and it's much better. Yeah, I've been wanting to do it since we moved in, and we've had some clover just appear, like obviously just hmm. got blown over from somewhere. And I was checking it out, and I was like, "So soft, I need this everywhere." <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna power on the professionals. Yeah, you ready? No, in no way am I. Ever ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, good, yeah. Never. The X Talk, Rachel Lynn Solomon. 338 pages. This is a podcast image? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay. Public radio co-hosts navigate mixed signals in Rachel Lynn Solomon's sparkling and romantic comedy debut. Shay, why are you laughing at me? I'm about to <laughs> Did you know I have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Set podcast. <laughs> well, there's a mic right there with a little red light on it, and I'm the person that you do the podcast with, and we're doing the podcast. <laughs> hey, did you know? I'm okay today. Hey, Natalie, all of those what's <laughs> the what's is driving you mad? Natalie, don't ever tell me about my podcast. <laughs> You'd like it. You're you're in it. <laughs> We're not far off the two year anniversary of when we started as well. Really? Because do you remember we started we start doing recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. Um, we started doing recording like July. Yeah, that's true. We're approaching. Yeah. Oh, I think our official anniversary is sometime in August. That's exciting. Which, in hindsight, why did we launch in August? That was poor planning. Because we didn't plan. Yeah. We fair. just knew we had to get going or it wouldn't happen. We didn't start planning until, like, episode 50. <laughs> yes. We're still not done. Okay. Yeah. Um, so tell me about this podcast. <laughs> um, it's about two exes, and I have to talk about uh, when I broke up. Um, okay. I'm guessing. Okay, public... <laughs> Professionals. Of a podcast, did you know? <laughs> hey, listeners. Hey, did you know we have a podcast? <laughs> oh, I'm so unfocused. This right. lesson, this lesson, this episode <laughs> has just gone wildly out of control. No wonder you have me read normally. Fun <laughs> shake it up. That was funny. So, you know, we've got something out of it. <laughs> I'm gonna clip that just use it everyone. <laughs> <sighs> Public co hosts navigate mixed signals in Rachel Lynn's sparkling comment romantic comedy Dave. <laughs> Shay Goldstein has been a producer at her Seattle public radio station for nearly a decade. She can't imagine working anywhere else. But lately it's been a constant clash between her and the new- her newest colleague, Dominic Yun who's fresh off a journalism master's programme and convinced he knows everything about public radio. When the struggling station needs a new concept, Shay proposes a show that her boss greenlights with excitement. On the X Talk, two exes will deliver relationship advice live on air. Their boss decides Shay and Dominic are the perfect co-hosts, given how much they already despise each other. Neither loves the idea of lying to listeners, but it's this or unemployment. Their audience gets invested fast and it's not long before the x becomes a must listen in Seattle and climbs podcast charts. As the show gets bigger, so does their deception, especially when Shay and Dominic start to fall for each other. In an industry that values truth, getting caught could mean the end of their careers. Really? Mm, really, mm. is it that deep, though? Yeah, it's not that dramatic, is no. it? Uh, what if they like, found out that we hated each other? 
Huh? What if oh. the listeners of our podcast <laughs> we're like I've been acting all along, we're not friends. Um, have- you caught us. <laughs> uh, we don't even like books. <laughs> we're secretly lovers. We used to be enemies. <laughs> oh, she's actually a mum to my children. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick. I'm sorry. I had to find out this way in this podcast. You don't listen to. <laughs> <sighs> Been a bit silly today. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. Right, it just—it's just the freedom. You're just going giddy with freedom. <laughs> right, Delilah Green doesn't care. I really want to read this. This is Ashley gay. Herring Blake, Bright Falls Book One, and I believe you have summarised it on a previous episode. Can't remember when, but I know you have at some point. Delilah Green swore she would never go back to Bright Falls. Nothing is there for her but memories of a lonely childhood where she was little more than a burden to a cold and distant stepfamily. Her life is in New York with a photography career finally gaining steam and her bed never empty. Sure, it's a different woman every night, but that's just fine with her. When Delilah's estranged stepsister, Astrid, pressures her into photographer- photographing, <laughs> photographing her wedding with a guilt trip and a five-figure check. <laughs> Delilah finds herself back in the godforsaken town that she used to call home. But for a five-figure check, like Delilah, calm down. Uh, she plans to breeze in and out, but she, but then she sees Claire Sutherland, one of Astrid's stuck-up besties, and decides that maybe some fun and a little reproduction... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> ...to be had in Bright Falls, after all. Having raised her 11-year-old daughter mostly on her own while dealing with her unreliable ex and running a bookstore, Claire Sutherland depends upon a life without surprises. And Delilah Green is an unwelcome surprise at first. Though they've known each other for years, they don't really know each other. So Claire is unsettled when Delilah figures out exactly what buttons to push. When they forced together during a gauntlet of wedding preparations, including a plot to save Astrid from her horrible fiancé, Claire isn't sure she has the strength to resist Delilah's charms. Even worse, she's starting to think she doesn't want to. Which one would you date? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think it's really good artwork on this. Yeah, probably the one all in black with that series. Delilah. They're both bad <laughs> You heard it here, well exclusive. <laughs> They're both. <laughs> read the library doesn't care. They're both banging. She should um, put that tagline on the front. Yeah. They're both banging. From me. Lazy Bit Glover's podcast. <laughs> and then in brackets, I have a podcast. <laughs> Did you know I have a podcast? <laughs> Doing good for time, surprisingly. <laughs> this has just been chaos. I like it. I'm I'm chaos. chaos this well. is the inside of my mind all, all times. <laughs> <laughs> the hating game, Sally Thorne. They don't really hate each other though, do they? <laughs> <laughs> all lies. They're not really enemies. We're going into this knowing it's a romance book. <laughs> Why are you trying to pretend? They just are co workers that both want the same job. I think that's the storyline of this one. So this is by Sally Thorne. It's 387 pages. The front cover is two people looking cross in front of Oh, look pieces. at their little cross lines. Yeah. <laughs> you ready to concentrate? Um, yes. She's charming and accommodating and prides herself on being loved by everyone at Bexley and Gaiman. The names of these companies are like... Is it a solicitor? Fuck knows. Mm, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone except for the coldly efficient, impeccably attired, physically intimidating Joshua Temperman. What is going to be called Leon? Okay. We've had like two Leon. That's already. why I thought it'd be another Leon. <laughs> Do you think that's because it sounds like lion? No. <laughs> I'm really sure face. Couldn't be that. You were just like. I don't tell her she's stupid. Was that saying she's stupid? That was the exact face. <laughs> the fuck you trying? 
lie, it doesn't sound like that. You had to shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was your face. <laughs> I'm gonna wet myself. <laughs> oh. Oh, this post baby bladder. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to get myself on. Let me just move on. No, done. Power through. Um, Scythorn is a name that came up a lot when I was looking at these kind of books, by the way. So I think she's a big romance person. Yeah, I have heard her name. Mm -hmm. She's charming and accommodating, and oh, I've read that bit. (laughs) You got up to his name, Joshua Templeman. And the feeling is mutual. Trapped in a shared office together, 40, okay, 50 or 60 hours a week, they've become entrenched in an addictive, ridiculous, never-ending game of one-upmanship. There's the staring game, the mirror game, the HR game. Lucy can't let Joshua beat her at anything, especially when a huge new promotion goes up for the taking. If Lucy wins the game, she'll be Joshua's boss. If she loses, she'll resign. So why is she suddenly having steamy dreams about Joshua and dressing for work like she's got a hot date? After a perfectly innocent elevator ride ends with an earth-shattering kiss, Lucy starts to wonder whether she got Joshua Templeman all wrong. Maybe Lucy Hutton doesn't hate Joshua Templeman, and maybe he doesn't hate her either, or maybe it's just another game. I can't ever read a book with Joshua as the, Joshua. the love interest. Joshua. He's not called Josh. Even jo- Imagine saying Joshua. It's my brother's like, name, not Joshua. Joshua. Oh, yeah. Ooh, he's so steamy. And then it'd be like Joshua and I'm like, blah, blah. <laughs> I knew somebody dated somebody who had the same name as their dad. And I was like, does that not bother you? Do you have daddy issues? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's a bunch on here that I can't be asked to read. <laughs> like Caravelle's on here, which it does have one bed rope, can confirm. From Blood and Ash, can confirm. All are enjoyable. Daughter of the Pirate King. Oh, I have this. I want to read I also it. I have this. You also have the second, so yeah. you siren. Yeah, I've got the second. And as well, different actually. fucking sizes. I have the second one as an ebook. <laughs> <laughs> they are different sizes to each other, and they're also not regular book size. Oh yeah. So they don't fit anywhere. And now they've been traditionally published, they've got different. Yeah, and books well, anyway. hence why I bought them when they were Indian. Now they're shoved in a weird corner because yeah. the weird sizing. Oh, very dirty. So I'm going to read the one of the Daughter of the Pirate King by Tricia Levenzella. I'm just going to ignore you. Um, it's 300 yeah, I always thought it was Tricia, but maybe I was wrong. Maybe I just read that like a moron. Tricia mm. makes more sense. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> um, okay. Were you ignoring my hair flip? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because you were just flipping your hair about to yourself. <laughs> uh, there'll be plenty of time for me to beat him soundly once I've gotten what I came for. Sent on a mission to retrieve an ancient hidden map, the key to a legendary treasure trove. 17 year old pirate, there's a lot of dashes here. Captain Alosa deliberately allows herself to be captured by her enemies, giving her the perfect opportunity to search the ship. More than a match for the ruthless pirate crew, Alosa has only one thing standing between her and her um, map, her captor. The unexpectedly clever and unfairly attractive first mate Ryder. Not to worry, for Alosa has a few tricks up her sleeve and no, no lone pirate can stop the daughter of the pirate king. In The Daughter of the Pirate King, debut author Trisha Levenzella blends action, adventure, romance and a little bit of magic into a thrilling YA pirate tale. I like a bit of pirates. Yeah. There's a cracker. There might be a cracker. Let's see. Can we call that hope for a cracker? He might not be involved in the spicy scenes, but he might be there. I just like surround. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're in the home stretch. Yeah. Uh, the bodyguard, Catherine Center. She's got his back. Hannah Brooks looks more like a kindergarten teacher than somebody who would kill you with a wine bottle opener or a ballpoint pen or a dinner napkin. But the truth is she's an executive protection agent, a.k.a. bodyguard, and she just got hired to protect superstar actor Jack Stapleton from his middle-aged corgi-breeding stalker. He's got her heart. Jack Stapleton, a household name, captured by paparazzi on beaches the world over, famous for, among other things, rising out of the waves in all manner of clingy board shorts and glistening like a Roman deity. But a few years back, in the wake of a family tragedy, he dropped from the public eye and went off the grid. 
they've got a secret. When Jack's mum gets sick, he goes home to the family Texas branch to help out. Yes. What's this book called? The Bodyguard. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well done for not talking out of turn. <laughs> she had her hand up, by the way. Miss! <laughs> Miss! What, what, what book is this? I wasn't listening. <laughs> I read a text. <laughs> Should you have your phone out in class, young lady? No. But you're not my teacher. <laughs> I feel like I've got a great teacher voice. I could have been a good teacher. <laughs> Just I liked a voice. That's all, that's all that is required. If I like children and had patience. If you like firearms, you'd go be a teacher in America with no training. Cool. That's the plan then. That's, that's the backup plan. I'm not going to continue reading the description because it's extremely, no, it extremely long. What could possibly go wrong? Hannah hardly believes it herself, but the more time she spends with Jack, the more real it starts to seem. And there lies the heartbreak, because it's easy for Hannah to protect Jack, but protecting her own long-neglected heart, that's the hardest thing she's ever done. It's just the way you like, I'm not going to read anymore. What could go wrong? And then carry on reading. All right. Uh, I'm going to skip to another big name. Yes. In the genre of one-bed tropes. Twisted Hate. Twisted Book 3 by Anna... Uh, this has got big again. Book talks blowing it up. Big, yeah, they're big about the twisted series. Mm. I mean, I hear if you like this genre, you like the twisted books. Like, I haven't heard bad things about them for anyone who's a romance lover. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He hates her almost as much as he wants her. Gorgeous, cocky, and fast on his way to becoming a on hotshot doctor. Josh Shen has never met a woman he couldn't Josh. charm. Another Josh. Except for Jules Ambrose. The beautiful redhead has been a thorn in his side since they met, but she also consumes his thoughts in a way no woman ever has. When their animosity explodes into one unforgettable night, he proposes a solution that will get her out of his system once and for all. An enemies with benefits arrangement with simple rules. No jealousy, no strings attached, and absolutely no falling in love. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more to this description. It's about that's, another page of the iPad. But I feel like that's done a good enough job. That sounds like a good one. People we meet on vacation is another Emily Henry. Mm. This one's 364 pages. And has a cute cover. I do like her covers. It's like people on uh, lounge chairs. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, but it felt too obvious. <laughs> yeah, on like beach loungy chairs with palm trees. best life. <sighs> I wish I was. That holiday that I had feels like a million years away. It actually was. Like, it was just a month ago, ish. When's your next one? Maybe July. Or June. Depends on payday. I might go with someone else this time. This is never depending on their money. Rude. I see. I see. Alright, two best friends, ten summer trips, one month. What's with all the summer trips? July is summer holidays, so you don't want to go I there. wouldn't be going to the end of July, I checked. Yeah. About July 18th, the prices just go. Yeah, yeah. But if you sneak in there before then, surprisingly, it's fine. Um, two best friends, ten summer trips, one last chance to fall in love. Poppy and Alex, Alex and Poppy, they have nothing in common. That's another Poppy. She's a wild child, he wears khakis. She has an insatiable. <laughs> What they got to do with each other? <laughs> While Charles one end of the spectrum, khakis at the other. He was a boy, she was a girl. Uh, she has insatiable wanderlust. He prefers to stay at home with a book, and somehow, ever since a fateful car share home from college many years ago, they're the very best of her friends. Wait, can Wild Child not wear khaki? I just don't okay. understand Wild the comparison. It's just, a, it's just a fact. For most of the year, they live far apart. She is in New York City, and he's in their small hometown. But every summer for a decade, they have taken one glorious week of vacation together. Until two years ago, when they ruined everything, they haven't spoken since. I feel like we've read this already, but it's not the same book. No, it basically is. Poppy has everything she could want, but she's stuck in a rut. When someone asks when she last truly happy, she knows without a doubt it was on that ill-fated final trip with Alex. And so she decides to convince her best friend to take one more vacation, lay everything on the table, make it all right, and miraculously, he agrees. 
Now she has one week to fix everything. If only she can get around one big truth that has always stood quietly in the middle of their seemingly perfect relationship. Isn't this the same book? What could possibly go wrong? No. Yeah. The other one... They've got different names. Yeah. So in the UK and America. It's the same book. Have I got this exact same book? It's the same book, yeah. Wait, where's the other one? You, Me on Vacation? Yeah, they're just Fuck different sake. names in each country. My bad, guys. It was the exact same book. Maybe we cut that out. I think our one is You, Me on Vacation. Hey. I was like, this. Why is the description so different as well? That's interesting. Alright, one more. <laughs> and this was on every goddamn list. Mm-hmm. Like, this was the top of every list. Okay. The Spanish Love Deception. Um, Elena Armes. Apologies if I haven't got your name I've correct. heard so many bad things about this book. Really? <laughs> like, people... I've heard people love it, but I've heard people actively despise it and say it's like the worst book they've ever read really okay, <laughs> yeah. interesting. this was like uh, at the top of every one mm. boat bed trope and then i've done because i've been doing a few different romancy type mm. reckless lately it's on almost every one that i've seen yeah and then people who i who i follow on book two that have read it have been like it's literally like i wish i could have that time back okay well so it's interesting. Approach this must caution. be quite a polarising one. Maybe. I don't know. It was on, like, literally, I, almost every romance list I've made lately, this book has been on it. So. Maybe we should go read it. I won't. Maybe we should. If it's on Kindle Unlimited, I'll read it. I just want to spend money on it. Scribd. Scribd. I still need to. You sent me that link and I still want to. Yeah, you could have two months for free. I know. I know. I know. And I listen to it. I get on with it. As an idiot. A wedding in Spain, the most infuriating man. Three well, days. You said a wedding in space. And you clearly didn't. I need to stop. A wedding in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> the most infuriating man. Three days to convince your family you're actually in love. Catalina Martin desperately needs a date to her sister's wedding, especially when her little white lie about her American boyfriend has spiralled out of control. Now everyone she knows, including her ex-boyfriend and his fiance, will be there. She only has four weeks to find someone willing to cross the Atlantic for her and aid in her deception. NYC is too... NYC to Spain is no short flight and her family won't be easy to fool. But even then, when Aaron Blackford, the six foot four blue eyed pain in the ass, offers to step in, she's not tempted even for a second. Liar. Never has there been a more aggravating, blood boiling, insufferable man. But Catalina is desperate, and as the wedding gets closer, the more desirable an option Aaron Blackford becomes. Spanish love deceptions and enemies to lovers, fake dating romance, perfect for those looking for a steamy slow burn with. The promise of sweet happy ever after um one bed trope goes hand in hand very well with enemies to lovers and enemies fake dating lovers, yeah, fake dating mm-hmm. i do like it so a few other titles in this i'll just summarize but i'm not gonna read the descriptions of a court of missing furies on this list mm-hmm. servant and dove well match the worst best man dance of thieves uh a week to be wicked transcendence six of crows Six of Crows, High Mountain Court, The Deal, uh, For Me Once, and House of Sky and Breath all fit under this trope as well. But I was hopping around to the ones mm. with the covers I like the most. <laughs> and also, it's, I was trying to avoid the fantasy because obviously we really go we through fantasy, fantasy sometimes. Um, it's a well-known trope for a reason. Oh, I'm I mean, quite I must like ad- it. Yeah, I must admit, I I enjoy like a it. bit of fake dating. Yeah. I don't always like, you know, they have the you know the third act misunderstanding that derails third everything. act miscommunication yeah. makes me want to set fire to a book yeah I've never once never once experienced it in a good way the only I'm way... trying to think there was one that not my type mm. I don't know if I would say it was miscommunication so yeah mm. the only way I can describe how it feels is like you know you've got a bit of sellotape and you're trying to you're trying to get the end and you're like peeling it and you're like oh I've nearly got it and then you peel it and then like a corner rips off yeah. It's that feeling mm. in a book. Or like when you're trying to get a sticker off the front of the book that says now Netflix motion mm. picture. And then just a little bit of the fuzzy stuff stays. You're like, fuck's sake. Um, petition for bigger stickerless. <laughs> bigger stickerless stickers, please. That's it. No, no context. Go look up a TikTok about bigger Let us know on Instagram if you get the reference. <laughs> 
All right, so that's that's my list. Thank you for joining us. Please come follow us on Instagram and TikTok to encourage me to do TikToks. Um, we have uh, Facebook, our LinkedIn. Please also come check out our website, which is lazybooklovespodcast.wordpress.com. There you can request episodes. You can send us indie books that we should talk about. Um, also, you can listen to the podcast there. Or you can listen to it wherever you listen to your other podcasts. Please rate, download, follow, leave a comment. We love all that lovely stuff and we want to know that you are enjoying your time here. Also, give this a five-star rating for Chaos. Yep. On this podcast, did you know we have a podcast? Did you know? <laughs> did you know that I have a podcast with you? Did you know? <laughs> so you can think of, do you like sour cream? But that's too much explanation of the backstory of it so thank you for joining us we will speak to you next week is that an in joke i should know no okay cool no it's a family joke okay and you're not a family (laughs) (laughs) i'm the annoying lady that takes mummy away (laughs) okay bye family (laughs) bye we love you Bye. bye